Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen. Alongside with Stevie Fly. Stevie, welcome back to the show. Well, what's going on, Lance? How you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I mean, I'm doing real fantastic because I'll tell you <laughs> something. The world is a buzz about what happened last night. But I'm telling you, if they'd have just listened to the show, they'd have known this was going to happen before now. Yeah, you called it. You definitely called it. But I, you know, I don't think in a million years you would have you would have said. Uh, two minutes, less yeah. than two minutes actually. Uh, a lot of lot of lot of circumstances went into that, I believe. But uh, what a shocker! Well, and, you know, I'll tell you something. I mean, if if you're wondering, folks, what we're talking about, long we've been talking about Goldberg's return for a long time, and of course, last night Goldberg made his in-ring return at WWE Survivor Series, and he went head to head. With the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar, and it was anything but a close match. I don't think, as a matter of fact, I know uh, the only real bump that Goldberg took was uh, the throwing him into the uh, turnbuckle. And of course, it was over after that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, I, you know, a lot of talk came out this morning. I know we, we talked about it a little bit last week about uh, Goldberg supposedly uh, tweaking his shoulder. The, on Monday Night Raw, and was that one of the reasons the match didn't go any, as long as it did? And and also, one of the other things we talked about when we were uh, we were talking about the Goldberg who would win. Uh, Goldberg has signed on for additional dates, including the Royal Rumble. So, you know, they, I think they're setting up what could be Goldberg Lesnar rematch at at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Well. And I think we're probably going to see that. But I would really like to see uh, what I said earlier. I mean, the fact that he decimated Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar certainly qualifies him for a match with the man whose streak was broken by Brock Lesnar, 
at WrestleMania 30. I think it's wishful thinking at this point. I think anybody who thinks The Undertaker is going to fight Goldberg at WrestleMania, now including myself, is probably crazy. Uh, it just... It's just not going to happen. Is it almost inevitable that we'll see Lesnar and Goldberg one more time? Oh, definitely. I don't think, you know, uh, I think Lesnar loses a match like that as quick as he does and gets dominated without uh, without wanting another piece, another shot at him. So, yeah, you're, you're definitely going to see that. Whether it's WrestleMania or not, you can see Lesnar and Goldberg again. Well, we'll certainly see a um, lot, lot to talk about after last night. Um, a, a pay-per-view uh, extravaganza in Survivor Series live from Toronto, and of course, Monday Night Raw will be crazy tonight. I'm assuming Goldberg yeah. will be there. Everything, all signs point to that direction, and it certainly um, will probably shed some light on what happens from here, folks. Very special guests we have joining us here uh, now live on. Brawl for All, and we want to get right to it. We're very excited tonight to have somebody who was on the 900th episode of WWE SmackDown last Tuesday night, and that is Thrasher of the Headbangers. Thrasher, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, man. man. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate it. I like that introduction. (laughs) Well, well, I'll tell you, we're excited to have you here. I'm really excited because I grew up in the, the, the time period that was known as the Attitude Era, and certainly the Headbangers uh, and, and yourself, obviously, a big, major part of that, were a huge part of the Attitude Era, and we're pretty excited to have you tonight. I got to tell you, I'm really excited to have you for that reason, that I grew up, you know, Stevie, he grew up kind of in the in the glory days, if you will. I grew up in the Attitude Era, and uh, what a what a pleasure it is to have you on the show tonight. We're glad to oh, have you. Just, just don't get too excited and pleasure yourself or anything. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I'll, try, I'll try not to do that. Um, so, look, um, let, let's talk a little bit about your time uh, in the WWE. First off, how did you guys get back? I mean, you're, you guys have been in the picture. I mean, you had a very hot reaction on the August 30th episode of SmackDown Live. Big reaction there that night. And, of course, another one last week uh, on SmackDown. How exciting it is, is it for you guys to be back in the WWE circuit? It, it, it's it's really weird because, um, you know, it's something that, that me and Chaz have always talked about. It was something that, you know, we wanted our, our young kids, that we both have young kids to, to see and not just read about. So it, it was it was weird. It was just, you know, out of the blue, we just got a, a text message from Road Dog asking us if we were interested in that. And uh, it was August 30th in, um, in Texas, in Dallas, Texas. And, you know, I, we were blown away. We, uh, you know, we were like after 16 years, it was just, it was a wow factor for us. So um, we, when we went back, um, we were we were very um, delighted with the welcome that we got from you know the current superstars and everything else. It was it was a very warm welcome. Um, it was it was uh, it wasn't as horrible as everybody you know wants to talk about the locker room and everything else. It was it. it you know, with times things change. It's it's very much much business oriented now, um, so I, you know that's the way it's it's conducted. Um, you know, the guys in the locker room they they still pull pranks on each other. They still have fun and everything else. It was it was really nice. It was we appreciated it, and uh, you know we didn't think you know anything more, especially leaving Rhino and. Slater bloody in the center of the ring. We didn't think we were ever going to get a call back after that. Um, 
but we got a call back, you know, for November 1st in New Jersey, which, you know, we both were, were raised in South Jersey and we were really, really, you know, excited about that and about coming back to, uh, compete for a spot in um, the Survivor Series, um, you know, for the, the, the blue team. And, and um, we were excited about that. We're just excited that we can um, come back and and help the younger talent and, and, you know, everything else. Because we had that when we were there. You know, we had, you know, Owen and Davey Boy help us out a, a, mm-hmm. a tremendous amount. You know, the Godwins were there for a long, long time that helped us out. LOD, who right. came in with their returning match against us, you know, actually helped us out a lot. So just to have their kind of experience and, and everything else, what they've been through to help us out, you know, it's our turn to, to return the favor, as, as, you know, people like to say, and help the guys out any way we can. You know, everybody – you know, is, oh, well, you guys are only going to go back as jobbers and everything else. Why does that even matter to anybody? You know, yeah. everybody knows it's sports entertainment now. Right. As long as you're entertained. Well. You know, let me ask you this, too. So, talking about sport, I mean, your react, the reaction you guys got on the August 30th episode was, was pretty incredible. Uh, and, 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 I, and I like to say, and I like mm-hmm. to say that the August 30th um, ratings were the highest well, rating I was, since the since the draft, even against the 900th show. I was wow. going to say that that the ratings were out of out of the roof for, for that SmackDown. Just the biggest ratings they've had in a long time. Yeah, and, and you know what? I, I don't know if it had anything to do with us or anything else. Well, I like to think it did. No question. <laughs> yeah, sure right? it did. Of course it did. Look, <laughs> but, and I'll tell you, and I'll tell really... you too, you, you honestly, I mean, the rea- the rea- it, it, you know how oftentimes when you're watching television, a televised program, uh, they'll, they'll kind of simmer the crowd down. Well, I don't know if they tried to do that, but it sounded hot. I mean, I'm assuming it was, it was hot a crowd as it sounded on television because it was, it sounded it, like a big deal. It, it, it was, it, it was, it was, a, a, um, you know, a very good, uh, reaction. Uh, a lot of people are, are upset about the music and, you know, that we're not going out to our old team and everything else. Well, I, I mean, and to be honest with everybody, I, we don't really hear the music anyway. Um, right, yeah. So it may make yeah. a difference to you guys and stuff like that, but yeah. you know, it, everything changes. Let's roll with the punches. Um, you know, I, I'm super glad that, that, you know, we're being contacted as much as we are. Hopefully there's, you know, more SmackDowns in our future, um, which would be awesome. So, no, we're, we're not in Canada right now, so we will not be on the SmackDown tomorrow night. So. Well, what, one thing before we go any further. Your, your reaction last night to Lesnar and Goldberg. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, it, was, it was definitely a shock, a surprise. Yeah. Um, but if you're in the business, you know, I'm going on 25 years being in the business, um, you can see the, the, the deeper story involved in this. And, and you know, and I, I, I'm telling everybody, as you know, I've answered so many questions today um, about it and everything else. Just wait and see. Just right. wait. It, it's building. It, it, it's a very good novel. You're, you're at chapter two. Give it some time to, to 
to brew and everything else, it won't be the last time that we see Goldberg and Lesnar and everything else. And I think that's why, I mean, I don't know why they did it, but it took everybody for a surprise. And you guys are still talking about it today and we'll still be talking about it tomorrow and the yeah. next day and the day after that. They they accomplished their job there. Then I mean, if you if you're talking about it that long, that's you know, and, and that's one thing we talked about before. Uh, when you you said about you know, like it, it's it's going to be a novel and, and it won't be the last time. You need to tell really, you need to tell a story to set this up to get the crowd into it like this and 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 something that you'll definitely find out more tonight. I'm sure. It, it, this is definitely setting up something something. In the long run, there's no way we won't see Lesnar and Goldberg again. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, I did. You know, we were looking looking up stuff on you, and I did not realize uh, until, you know, doing my research on you, you actually trained, helped train the big show. Uh, I've actually tra- helped train a, a lot of the guys. Um, the school I went to was the Monster Factory. It was in South Jersey. Larry Shaw. It's it, Larry Sharp, it's still up and running today. Danny Cage runs the Monster Factory now. He does an unbelievable job um, with with everybody that comes in, with all the students. For the month. Yeah, Thrasher, uh, it might have uh, might might be breaking up a little bit. Kevin Owens. Yeah. Kevin Owens. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yep, I can hear you, you now. Yep. Okay, hold on one second. Let me, let me go outside. So, um, so, hold on. I'm going out front. Thank I'm you, in the gym. So, um, but no, if anybody out there is looking for a place to train or anything else and is in that area, I mean, that's the place to go. I mean, mm-hmm. the Monster Factory has turned out more um, – WWE superstars than I think any school has. Um, so when I got done training, I did uh, take part in being the, the head trainer there. Um, you know, D'Lo Brown came through the Monster Factory. I helped train him. Um, D'Lo was a funny story when he came in. He was, uh, him and a bunch of his friends used to come in and they would rent the ring and put on their own little shows. And they would videotape it and everything else. And I, I went up to him. I said, listen, I said, dude, I said, you're unbelievable in the ring. I said, all you need is some, you know, psychology about what you're doing and everything else. You know, let me talk to Larry and see if I can't get you into the school at a different price and stuff like that. And that's how D'Lo became D'Lo. And then, uh, you know, Chaz, Chaz came down to the school and um, – and uh, started training. And the funny thing with Chaz is we both wrestled in high school and our high schools wrestled against each other. So we knew of each other, but never knew each other. And it, it was so weird. It was like, I found my long lost brother and we hit it off from day one. So I helped train him. And then lo and behold, um, big show came down. Paul, um, he was, probably the purest athlete I've ever seen for a guy that was seven foot two. Um, just incredible. He could uh, stand on the apron of the ring and jump over the top rope, just like a, a standing jump. And it was just, he was unbelievable. And, you know, of course he was in the school for maybe a month, month and a half and WCW picked him up. And most of his training was finished down at 
the power plant. So that, that that's how we came. That's how that all came to be. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Lance. You. I was just going to ask. Uh, talking about the people you've trained. I mean, it, it, I think a lot of people uh, don't really know all that about about who's trained who. And I mean, you've trained some pretty big names. I got to ask you though, when it comes to Chaz. Uh, how has you guys' relationship been uh, over the years? I mean, have y'all stayed in touch? You stayed friends? I know y'all continue to work together, whether it be with WWE or on the independent circuit. But how has the relationship maintained itself? Uh, it's funny because after I left, he moved down to Florida, and then I stayed up in the in the Northeast. I was in you know uh, Delaware, Maryland, and stuff like that. And we kind of you know since we weren't wrestling as much and. And when I got out of the WWE, I got out. I mean, I ballooned up to 315 pounds. I mean, when I got out of wrestling, I wow. got out of wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, we would talk to each other now and then. But I came down to Florida on a family vacation about, what, five years ago? So, about 2010, six years ago. Mm-hmm. And he was also having a surprise birthday party. And so I went over there and everything else and, I loved Florida so much. He's like, dude, you should just move down here. I went home. I packed up my family. I packed up my dog with uh, my two dogs with seven puppies and no place to live in Florida, no job, no nothing, and moved down to Florida on a whim like that. And and here I am. Uh, You know, I got back in the gym. It, there was always a part of me that didn't want to go out the way that we went out. Um, I, I wanted to go out on my terms, and I felt like, you know, with the, with my knee injury and stuff like that, it wasn't the way I wanted to go. So um, we started wrestling on the independents in, in Florida and stuff like that, and I, I dropped 70-some pounds, 80 pounds. Um, hmm. I'm at the same weight now that I was – when we were in the WWE back in the, the late 90s. I'm right around 240-ish was what I was back then. So it, it's more of a, a full circle, especially to be able to go and just, you know, be in the ring now. It's just, it's a surreal feeling. So, um, and me and Chaz today, we live 10, 15 minutes apart from each other. We see each other probably three, four times a week. <laughs> talk to each other. As a matter of fact, I was texting them this morning at four thirty in the morning. Um, mm. so I don't know if I have early any early riser. I don't know if I have any we're friends both, that close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're both very early risers now. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. twenty years ago twenty years ago we weren't. It was just the other way around. We were just going to bed at four thirty in the morning. So Lance, Lance is a little bit younger because I'm I'm about in your age bracket now. Lance is a little bit younger. He doesn't understand the the early rise is the little mental clock in your head that wakes you up in the morning. Like, like I've got, I've got it now. I mean, I'm 47, and it's funny because I had a conversation with with one of the guys last year or last time um, on the 15th in, up at SmackDown, and I, I told the guy, I said, you know, I said I'm 47 years old and everything else. He was like, whoa, 47. I said, yeah. I said, but you know, me and Chaz don't have the wear and tear on our bodies that you guys do because we haven't day in and day out like some That's of right. these guys. So, um, and, and you learn very fast, um, you know, how to take care of yourself in and out of the ring. So, yeah. 
um, you know, I, 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 I feel that we still have a, a tremendous amount to offer up there. And, and I just hope that, you know, we get the chance to, uh, you know, give back. Well, uh, one of the things I did want to ask you about, you know, I'm like Lance said, I'm one of I'm a little older than him. I started watching wrestling and when the, the Crockett territory was big and one of the programs y'all worked in WWE, which they did the NWA championships when Cornette came in, yes. was working against the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, that's one of one of the greatest tag teams of all time, in my opinion. How was it working with Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson? Uh, it was it was a ball. It was uh, like a night off. I mean, it was it was great to wrestle with somebody with that has that kind of legacy, almost like wrestling. You know, uh, the Legion of Doom and the Road Warriors, right. and you know, people that you we just we meshed with them. We we. Um, there's certain guys that you can just wrestle with and it just, you fit. And uh, you, you uh, did you know, have some good, really good matches with them. I mean, that was, that, they were, that program y'all worked with him really stood out to me. Thank you. Um, it, it was a lot of fun. Ricky and Robert are, are two great guys that uh, we still talk to them to this day. So um, we, we saw them not uh, probably about a year ago. I want to say, right. uh, you know, they're still going at it, you know, just as much as anybody, so yeah, it was it was awesome to to be able because they 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 are actually one of the teams that we structured, you know, our tag team uh, maneuvers around and stuff like that. That's what Cornette always said when we uh, started the Smoky Mountain when we became the Headbangers um, in Smoky Mountain to go back and look at some of the old tapes and and stuff like that. Ricky and Robert right. were were one of the ones that we used to study. Let me ask you this, and, and, and wrapping up, obviously, we want to respect your time, but um, I do want to ask you this. Uh, you've had quite a few feuds, particularly in the mid-'90s and the Attitude Era that I know a lot of people know a lot about, particularly with the Godwins in 97. Let's talk a little bit about this. Who did you really enjoy feuding with as a tag team? It was funny because we, uh, we tell everybody the story. When we were feuding with the Godwins and we, it was time to drop the, the tag belts to them, they came in, told us what the finish was and everything else, and, you know, and we went, all right, well, we'll see you guys out there. And, and um, the agent for the match was like, whoa, wait a second. You guys aren't going to go over anymore? We're like, no, we've been wrestling each other for six months on the road. I think we know what each other can do. So, I mean, <laughs> and we just – we would go out there and we would just call matches according to what the fans wanted to see. And every part of the country is different for you know what they like to see you know like the northeast they like to see all the tables and chairs and and stuff like that the hardcore stuff because the ecw then you go out to the midwest and they like to see the old-fashioned rafts on where you know you can tell a story with a hold and stuff like that and then you go out to the the west coast and they like to see all the lucha libre stuff just because of how close they are to mexico so i mean we used to gauge it to where we were you know, per the country, which always made sense to us. <laughs> I don't know if, you know, That's... it's just how we used to do it. So, I mean, the, the matches we used to have with them were, were really easy and fun and, and, and everything else. And we also had really, really good matches with um, the New Age Outlaws, Billy and, and Jesse. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they were the same way. We just always, from the very first time that we wrestled them, it was easy. 
Um, it was, you know, just a, a, a breeze to get in there and, you know, you could trust them with doing everything and anything that you wanted to do. And that always makes the matches easier. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Okay, I've just got to ask this because uh, I, don't, I don't know how many actually get to ask somebody this. What's it like to walk out to your first WrestleMania? Well, it's 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 hard to describe because there's nothing I can compare it compare. to. The only thing I could compare, the only thing that I guess I could compare it to. It would be if you talk to an NFL player that was in the Super Bowl, you know, walking right. through the tunnel to going out to the the, the 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 field. It would probably be a lot like that. And then to win at WrestleMania, it was our right. first WrestleMania 13. It was our first WrestleMania, and it was just it was unreal. I can remember when I got on the phone and, and I was talking to my mom, and, and you know about it and, and just being so overwhelmed with emotion. And, and it's just, it, it's something that is so incredibly hard to put into words. I, I can't imagine. I mean, that's got to be like the culmination of everything right there to go to your first it, WrestleMania and win. You know, that's got to say, you know, every, everything I've done, it's been worthwhile to do to, to get here. And it's, it's the same exact way when, you know, you're being told that you're, you know, winning the tag belts. It was funny when we won the tag belts in Louisville, Kentucky, Jim Cornette came up and he goes, guys, come with me. And we're like, Jesus Christ, Jimmy, what, are we in trouble? <laughs> he takes <laughs> us all the way downstairs to the parking garage. And we're like, Jimmy, no, really, what the, what, what the hell is going on? What are you bringing us down here for? And he's like right next to the dumpster in the, the parking garage. He goes, all right, guys, he goes, I brought you down here just to let you guys know you guys are winning the WWE tag team belts tonight. Wow. And we're like, all right, cool, Jimmy, thanks. He's like, no, guys, did you hear what I said? You guys are winning the tag team belts. He goes, you idiots, I brought you down here so you could jump around, scream and holler and hoot the way you guys want to do it in front of me <laughs> and not in front of everyone else. So yeah. we're like, okay, cool. So then we started jumping around and screaming and everything else. That's, that's the relationship that we had with Jimmy. Um, Cornette is just He's an awesome guy um, I tell everybody this If, if you don't want to know the answer Don't ask Jim Cornette The question Because he's <laughs> going to tell you Exactly how it is Whether you like it or not That's and just how know, it goes And I, I've said it on the show You know we're we're This is what our seventh show now Lance uh, Eighth I think yeah this Eighth is. and how many how many shows have I said if you want to turn around a TNA or you want to get Ring of Honor up to the top, you need to put Jim Cornette in charge. He's got the best wrestling mind out there. And I mean, I don't know if you, and it sounds like you agree with what I say, but, uh, you know, if, if, if I'm starting a wrestling business, I'm going to put him in charge. Yeah, Jimmy's, Jimmy's great. I mean, you know, we owe a, a tremendous amount of our success to Jimmy. Um, you know, he, came up with the headbanger's name with, you know, everything he came, you know, he didn't come up with the skirts, but he said, you know, you guys do whatever you have to do to be hated in, you know, in the deep South. So what better way to be hated, but to have two guys in skirts. Um, and then when, when Smokey, when Smokey mountain was folding and closing down, he made sure that he got us, a, 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 I wouldn't say a spot or a chance to have a spot, 
in you know WWE with the being a uh, part under a part-time contract. Um, that's when you know uh, Vince wanted to go away from the squash matches and wanted to have more competitive matches on TV. So you know you would have two sets of superstars and then a competitive match and then one would win, almost to like what we have today. Right. So we were we were one of the guys that were on that part time contract. It was just for TV. Um, so we did no house shows or anything else like that. And then we were one of the few ones that actually got signed from the part time contract to full time contracts. So I mean, you know, I'm tickled pink that that I had a chance, you know, because this is my third go around with the World Wrestling Federation and That's World right. Wrestling Entertainment. Because I started doing the job, the squash smashes and stuff like that. And yep. then I got signed to a full-time contract. And now, you know, years later, it's, <laughs> I'm back there again. You know, there's a lot of guys in the, in the business that don't have one chance to do it. And I'm extremely fortunate to have three. So yeah, I, have to, I, I, count, I have to go back. I, I have to go back and try to find the second ever Raw. And seat of Marty Jannetty match. Marty Jannetty, yes. Yep. Very second <laughs> Monday Night Raw. I was actually yep. at the first one, but I did not wrestle. Yeah, I was at the very first Monday Night Raw, but I didn't wrestle. So, yes, it's uh, yeah. extremely fortunate, and and it's the actual, it's the only wrestling company I've ever run to wrestle for, and it's the only company that I've ever wrestled for. I mean, we've. We've been faithful to, you know, WWE for as long as we've been in the wrestling business. So, and I think, you know, it's awesome. It's, it's totally awesome. One last question for you, and thanks again yeah, for, for joining us tonight. But I do have this. Um, you know, a lot of people who leave the WWE, and of course, you, you've been in WWE, you've come back, and you've come back again. Obviously, it's a little different for you, but I'm looking for clarification because a lot of people are under the impression that Vince McMahon is just a hard man. Simple as that. He's just a hard man. I mean, for a guy who's worked there three times, um, what's your impression? You say the locker room's not as bad as people say. What about Vince? Vince Vince is is a um, – got to remember, he's he's an extremely smart businessman. He will – he does um, – he's extremely – he's brilliant. I mean, he's monopolized wrestling and, you know, made WWE exactly what it is today. I mean, it's it's bigger than, than anything. Um, he has a very different sense of humor. Um, Vince, you know, from when we were up there during the Attitude Era, he would pull his own little pranks and stuff like that and everything else. Vince is just very – He's very dedicated. Um, he is the hardest working person I have ever seen in my life. Um, he just he has a work ethic ethic that is that is second to none. I mean that man he's he's there, you know, early in the morning for TVs until the last match is over. So um, you know I have never had and I never will have a bad word to say about Vince or, or, or any of my time up there or any of the guys that I've worked with. I, I believe that, that you make your own opportunities and you make your own success and your own failures. Um, you know, I, I'm, we're very easy to get along with. We always have been. 
Um, so it, it's I don't really have. I mean, and I hear all the shoot interviews about Vince being a jerk and everything. Yeah. He's never been nothing but nice to us. I mean, even when we go up there for these SmackDowns and stuff like that, he always, you know, goes out of his way to make sure he says hi to us and asks us how we're doing and then everything else. Shane, same way. Shane is the absolute same way, you know, as is that. He's, uh, you know, he's a, a, a cut of his father. So, uh, you know, I, I couldn't find anything negative to say about either one of them except maybe they should book us more i don't, <laughs> I, don't I don't know um, but we'll keep asking for that yeah we'll we'll, yeah. we'll put you up there and, and it's funny because i have to you know throw this out there i guess you know with all the support that we've had you know through twitter through facebook you know there, there's not a day that goes by that, that somebody doesn't say you know sign the headbangers to a contract which you know, to this day, we we haven't signed anything yet. So, you know, it's always a hope um, that we, we can, you know, sign to to something to, to help out the younger talent, you know, more. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, with with all the feedback that we're getting from, from Twitter and all the social media stuff and everything else, it's been awesome. It really has been awesome. Well, you know, they have, to, they have to see that, especially from the reaction you've got. They have to see that maybe, maybe something will happen in the near future. We hope so. Me too, <laughs> <laughs> folks. Uh, we, we were excited to have you on tonight, Thrasher. And 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 is is always po- good to hear positive feedback about WWE. You're right. There seems to be a bad rap sometimes, but I think that's just the media talking. Very good to hear the real story about Vince in the locker room. And we're excited to have you on tonight, folks. The head of the Headbangers, Thrasher, real men wear skirts. And Thrasher is no exception. Right. Thrasher, thanks for joining us tonight. Good luck to you. And uh, we certainly right, wish you guys. We really hope to see you more in the future. All right. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you so much for being on. It's been an honor, buddy. Thank you. All right, folks. And that's Thrasher, the Headbangers. And, folks, let me tell you, what a great guy. I mean, it was great to have him on the Definitely. show tonight, Stevie. And, Stevie, you arranged that. Appreciate you bringing it on. I mean, he really brought it to the table tonight. Uh and he really told us a lot about WWE that a lot of the fans don't really know unless they hear it from people. And, I mean, you see all this negative criticism about WWE, the locker room, how nasty it is, Vince, how nasty he is. One thing I, he confirmed that I had heard before is that Vince is one of the hardest-working people, and I've always heard that about him. And to hear somebody say that who really has had firsthand experience with Vince McMahon uh, that's that's good. That's a little bit refreshing to hear because you hear so much negative. Uh, he really really seemed to talk highly about WWE. Oh, definitely. And I mean, somebody that's worked there, like you said, this this is his third go around with them. Uh, and I've always heard, you know, WWE didn't get to where it was by Vince not working hard. You know, Vince turned that company from a, a small regional comp- territory to a worldwide, major worldwide company. You know, billions and billions of dollars. So yep. it, it did just, just didn't get there by him, you know, not working his butt off. And I, and I mean, I've always heard that, and it shows, you know. It does show. It does show. And, and I, I do, I'll... I do want to say this about about Thrasher. You know, that that was, you know, you send out messages to guys about being on this show, and and you know, you don't know if you can get a response or not. That was one of the easiest ones. As soon as I sent the message to him, it was just like, you know, message me back. And uh, we've been talking back. Well, what a, what a great guy. I mean, he didn't disappoint a bit. Uh, 
you know, just just a great guy, and we really appreciate him being on here. Absolutely. I mean, and, and you know, certainly, uh, uh, I'll, I'll say, um, you know, by far, um, that of the people we've had on this show so far, he certainly is one of the biggest names. And, and, and in only eight episodes of this show actually airing, uh, we were honored to have him on tonight. Hope to have some more talent from the WWE on. Uh, but like we said, you know, like, check your DVR, folks. He was on not the 900th episode last weekend. Just on last, uh, last Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, of WWE SmackDown Live. And, uh, and was on two weeks prior to that uh, on SmackDown Live, and uh, which is on the USA Network every every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. So really excited you put that together, Stevie. I thought that was that was especially good. And, again, you know, it was also really neat to talk to somebody about the Attitude Era that really – lived it and, and and to hear him say that the feud with the godwins it was really refreshing because i've talked to you before on this show how i feel about all the the matches almost in their entirety being scripted now where even in, even during the attitude era as he clearly said they they came out they had a start they had a finish and they played to whatever the fans wanted and uh wherever they were and, and how neat is it to hear that 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 was still going on during the attitude era because at some point between then and now that kind of stopped <laughs> Well, you know, there there's certain ones that, that actually call their matches like that, that. But, you know, when you work with somebody as much as, like you said, as much as they work with the Goblins, you can do that. You know, I don't know if there's a lot of them now, now that can do, that would be able to do that. I mean, I'm sure there would be, uh, you know, maybe if Orton and Cena work together, they they probably know each other well enough. But, you know, that's just re- really interesting to hear that that, uh, that they were able to call the matches different and, and do it right there on the spot. Yep, that's certainly – I mean, not that wrestling has lost its touch, but um, there was something really special about wrestling, uh, even up until that point, that, um, that, 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 that allowed the fan to interact more than, than any sport in the world. And, um, and and to have a to have an effect on wrestling uh, on on the sport more than any other sport in the world. So, uh, headbanger thrasher, wow, what a great interview that was. We were um, <laughs> we were excited to have him on tonight. Um, that was gold. So let's talk. Let's get let's focus again on Survivor Series. We've talked. About, obviously, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. I mean, we've actually talked about it already on this show more than the match actually lasted. I think we've at least talked about it for two minutes at the start of the show, and the match yeah, was under two minutes. We, we've given it too much time. <laughs> yeah, we gave it more time than – well, you know, here's – while we're on it, let's just talk about this. So there's a lot of buzz about several things. Number one, I've heard a lot about um, people saying that, uh, well, the hype was just too much for what we got. Um what what are you I mean, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, do you think the hype was too much? Do you think it was just right? Do you think they had us all fooled and we can all smile and look back on how they got us? They stuck it to us. I mean, what's your thoughts, Steve? You're the expert. I I think I think it was just right. I mean, you know, you got a returning Goldberg who's who's been on record as saying, you know, I I won't ever come back to wrestling and he comes back and facing you know, the beast incarnate and Brock Lesnar at his first match. You know, if that's not big, that's WrestleMania big there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, as far as too much hype, I don't think so. I mean, it's, uh, you know, but, you know, you, just like Thrasher says, everybody's talking about it. That's That was the plan, to get everybody talking about it. Everybody's talking about it today. They'll be talking about it tomorrow. 
uh, probably for weeks to come about the match in the last two minutes. That's to keep you going, keep you into it, and you know they're going, they're setting up something for a rematch. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. I think I think you're right. I mean, as much as I would like to see Goldberg and the Undertaker, particularly because I predicted it, um, I would much rather see. Uh, I mean, not much rather, but I think we're in reality we're going to see uh, Lesnar and Goldberg at WrestleMania 33. So if we do, Stevie, I have to ask. What I mean, early expectations of that match. What are they for you? Well, they they'll definitely go to more than two minutes. I mean, <laughs> you yeah. know, it, it's, I just and if you go back and look now, just it's, it's like we talked about before. We you didn't want you don't want it to be one of these kind of matches like it was at the last WrestleMania when they fought, and and you want to think that you know maybe Goldberg will be around a little bit longer. Uh, you just want a good a good match, and I mean, is it going to be an Undertaker level match like Lesnar had with Undertaker? Maybe not, but it could be close to that. I would think it would be a really brutal match, you know, just to keep the crowd into it and not, you know, not have one of these kick punch, kick punch. But you know, maybe it needs to be something like a cage match, or <clears throat> you'd have to have some kind of gimmick match with it just to get it. As big as WrestleMania is going to be, you got to have something to go along with it now, so they won't have a repeat of the last WrestleMania match. Well, and yeah, I don't think we're going to see a repeat of the last WrestleMania. At least I hope not. But I hope um, not. That was, but it was kind of neat to see a guy go toe to toe, face to face with Brock Lesnar, that suddenly made Brock Lesnar not look all that big. Definitely. You know, I mean, uh, Goldberg's a beast still. We we have talked about it, you know, and I've been one of them to say that you never like to see one man destroy your top superstars like like they've had Lesnar do. And I, I mean, I'm not I'm not big on that because I think it's bad for you. Uh, it's bad for the product. Uh, you you've got a, a big a big gap between him. And somebody like a Randy, what he did to Randy Orton. But, yep. you know, now you're kind of on the other side now with Goldberg taking him out in less than two minutes. So, you know, it, I don't know if it kind of evens it out or if it's role reversal, but now that she's on the other foot, we'll see what Lesnar thinks about it. Well, we will. And, and I told you before that I really wanted – I just – I. I I was at least hoping for not a Lesnar blowout because the fan base is tired of the Lesnar blowout. And they exactly. definitely did the exact opposite. And I, I'm going to tell you, I do like, I actually think this helps Brock Lesnar. I really do. I mean, nobody, nobody is talking about, well, look at Brock Lesnar. He just isn't what we thought he was. People are looking at Goldberg and saying, wow. And they're not they're not making judgments on Brock Lesnar. So this doesn't hurt Brock Lesnar. This helps Brock Lesnar. I mean, he's going to come out mad as ever. He's going to be as beast incarnate as ever before. And we're going to see a Brock Lesnar who is bigger and badder than he's ever been. This does not hurt. I've heard people say, well, this hurts Brock Lesnar's image. 
No, it doesn't. He's been dominating people for five years. He's been – if you combine the amount of minutes he's wrestled in the last four years since he came back, uh, I think it, uh, right after WrestleMania, I want to say it was 12, maybe it was 11. But nonetheless, if you compare – I mean, just – if you add it up, we might, it might not be an hour. I don't think it would be. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it is what it is with Lesnar. You get – you know, WWE was so high on bringing him back in that he, I think, I guess he could pretty much name name what he wanted to do when he wanted to do it. You know, he's on one of these part time schedules with this big contract, and and to see him go out there and and, and destroy people, and he's not he's not there all the time. It just did, didn't to me. And you know, I'm not Vince McMahon, I'm not Triple H. That's why they're sitting there, and I'm sitting here. Um, it, it didn't make much business. It didn't seem like what it was best for business to me to have a guy that was wasn't there all the time just destroying your, your guys that were there every week. Yeah, and that's what he was doing. And I kind of enjoyed watching him get speared twice in the jackhammer last night. And of course, <laughs> we certainly have not seen the last of Goldberg. I think Thrasher said that best tonight. Um, we have not seen the last of Goldberg, and I fully expect to see him back at WrestleMania. Very, that's a bigger venue than usual, and I am certain they're going to have to schedule something to sell that place out, and or want to schedule something to incentivize selling that place out. And uh, certainly, I, I would fully expect that uh, we possibly could see Goldberg that night as well. So let's talk about some of the other matches too, because there was certainly some other things going on last night. Um, we initially we talked about the, I think we both agreed that I think that the Raw uh, team Raw would win the Survivor Series men's elimination match. Did we not? Yeah, yeah. We both. I think we both agreed with that. Surprisingly, that did not happen. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm a little surprised because, you know, WWE really showed us last night how unpredictable they still can be. I mean, with The Undertaker coming back last Tuesday and pretty much saying that, uh, you know, if you guys lose, I'm coming for you. I mean, you know, usually WWE doesn't really, you know, with all due respect, doesn't do too fine of a job um, surprising us with that many surprises in one night. And, of course, Team SmackDown um, got the job done. What are your thoughts about where this is headed? You know, Undertaker made the comment, don't lose, but there was there was one guy that, that almost did cause uh, SmackDown to match. We saw a little sort of shield reunion after Dean Ambrose gets eliminated comes down yep. to the, the ring and AJ gets power bomb through a table by the three shield members. So AJ gets eliminated because of that. So, you know, I'm not so sure you don't see a little, you know, we still could see something between undertaker and maybe Dean Ambrose just because of that, you know, but I may be grasping the straws there, but it, with all the talk about undertaker and AJ Styles, but, uh, you know, yeah, maybe they listened to us last week and wanted to go against everything that we predicted because that's almost what they did. But, uh, you know, I did like to see the Shield reunion. I think there's going to be more of that to come 
in uh, months. But, you know, with Ambrose on SmackDown, I think you might see it in Royal Rumble again. But uh, as far as the match goes, yeah, I was really surprised, especially you had Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, the two sole survivors. I was really surprised at that. Yeah, I was a bit surprised at that myself. It'll be interesting to see where that goes. I mean, initially I was thinking maybe we'll see a Randy Orton and The Undertaker. Um, but then, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Kind of, I mean, that would kind of, at this point, that would kind of be almost the same as the Bray Wyatt Undertaker program. And uh, I just don't, I don't see that happening. But I like what you're saying. I like, I like the, the Dean Ambrose possibility. That makes good sense. And uh, we haven't seen that. Um, we have not seen that yet, and uh, it would be interesting to see those two kind of Undertaker, the Phenom, um, uh, digging holes, taking souls, whatever he said, and uh, <laughs> against uh, a, a kind of a, a net, if you will. And um, it'll be interesting to see those two in a program um, for the first time. I would like that. I, I, I could see that working. Well, de- definitely. I mean, and. In- with Undertaker talking, making the comment he made, I, I could totally see, and like I said, I may be grasping the straw there, but that looked like it might be setting up something for that with him coming out and going against uh, going against uh, SmackDown. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, let's just take a pause and appreciate SmackDown for just a minute. I mean, they have really stepped up the game since they had split the brand. And in my personal opinion, have made SmackDown relevant again. Agree or disagree? I agree, definitely. I mean, it makes it, you know, for for months and months, I uh, didn't really care to watch SmackDown. Now, you know, I'm pretty much watching it every week. So, uh, yeah, SmackDown has definitely become relevant again. Which is good because, I mean, look at the thr- you know, look at Thrasher, look at the Headbangers. I mean, look at, you know, Rhino came back. I mean, they're just they're, The Undertaker. They're bringing some big, relevant names exclusively to SmackDown. And uh, they've made it exciting to watch wrestling uh, more than once per week again. Definitely, definitely. I mean, and it's not the same old, same old. They're, you know, they're keeping, keeping things fresh, and it's not the same old stale stuff over and over again. Uh, you know, Shane's doing a really good job. Speaking of Shane... You know, how about the spear he took last night? Uh, talk about, you know, they, they actually, I, I don't know if they threw up the X, but the referee did actually eliminated Shane because of it. He took a, a really big spear from Roman Reigns, and, and they're talking about now possible concussion, um, which I don't know how he wouldn't have one the way he took that one. But uh, Shane, you know, you can never say – you talk about Vince and, and Shane, they they do the work behind the scenes, but they take the bumps, and Vince is taking some, taking some too, especially in the, the Stone Cold era, uh, the few with DX, both of, both Shane and Vince took bumps there, but they take big bumps. They they put it they put themselves out there for the business. They definitely do, and and so our viewers, when most most people have been kind of viewers, our listeners. Most people have been wrapped up in Survivor Series, and um, of course that's over now. And kind of, it's kind of been pushed by the wayside that at WWE TLC on Sunday, December the fourth, that AJ Styles will take on Dean Ambrose for the world, uh, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, 
in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Now, I ask you, Steve, is this the right. night that we see the beginning of the Dean Ambrose Undertaker program? Could be. I mean, you definitely have to have something set up to start, to start telling the story. Uh, I, I hope so. I, I, it's getting to the point now. Maybe maybe the Undertaker comes out costs Ambrose the match, maybe something like that. But, you know, the Ambrose style feud is kind of getting, getting a little old now. It's time to move on to something different. Uh, so I hope – I hope we can see Undertaker get involved one way or the other, whether it goes against Styles or Ambrose. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I would, lo- I think, I think we would see that match at the Royal Rumble. Um, very possible that we'd see that match at the Royal Rumble. I do not think we'll see that match at WrestleMania. I think they have other plans for the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's not Goldberg, but I think that you had talked a little bit about. Um, John Cena as a possible uh, opponent for Undertaker, and I still very much see that happening at WrestleMania. But it'll be interesting to see how also the Royal, we're talking about the Royal Rumble. It'll also be interesting to see how the Royal Rumble will play out for um, well, for this year, particularly because they've got two world titles again. Uh, as you recall, last time they had this situation, the individual who won the Royal Rumble would get to choose. Now, I'm well, assuming because it's expli- explicitly um, brand brand now, I would imagine that if somebody from SmackDown won the Royal Rumble, that they would by default challenge for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship as opposed to the WWE Universal Championship. But I'm curious, do, you, do we see any crossover at the Royal Rumble, and do you have an early favorite for the winner of the Royal Rumble? You know, I don't see. I don't think they'll do the crossover. Uh, I think, like you said, whoever if you win and you're from SmackDown, you compete for the the World Championship, Raw, Universal. Uh, you know, you. It's, I, I think it's really, really too early to tell who a favorite will be right now. Um, after maybe the next two pay per views, you'll be able to tell, or be able to get a kind of an idea and and the way things are going, who knows? You know, WWE is kind of keeping you keeping you on your toes and, and, and not making everything seem so obvious where in past years you knew pretty much weeks before who was gonna win the Royal Rumble. Uh yeah. But you know this this could be different now. I I'm I'm kind of excited about it 'cause uh they're really keeping you on your toes now. As far as the favorite really- goes, I, I don't really think there is one right now. Uh, you know, we've talked about maybe maybe Orton being yep. a challenger for the for the world championship by WrestleMania. You know, the Undertaker. Do I you know, the Undertaker if he and I don't can Undertaker go and of course he wouldn't have to go the full mm-hmm. time for a, a Roy Rumble if he gets maybe a number thirty. Uh and I've also heard now they're talking about expanding maybe going to 40 in the Royal Rumble. So we'll see about that like they have in years past. But uh, Undertaker could be one, you know, Randy Orton. Uh, of course, if Goldberg's in it, Goldberg's got to be one of the favorites or Lesnar. Uh, it's just, it, you know, right now it's kind of early. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, you know, what if Sting, not Sting, goodness. Um, what if The Undertaker won the Royal Rumble. I mean, first off, that's a long shot. I know. 
But right. what if the Undertaker did win the Royal Rumble and went on to fight AJ Styles at WrestleMania? Do you think that's a match people would want to see? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, who who wouldn't want to see that? Um, that's been talked about. Yeah, it's, 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 they're saying it's in the works. Uh, but, do I, you know, like I said, I, I couldn't see Undertaker going that long in a match. He would have to, he would have to be one of the last ones in to do it. Uh, you know, and I mean, I think that may happen whether he wins Royal Rumble or not. Uh, I think he'll, and it could be that Undertaker is fighting AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble. So, you know, we may, we may just see that all together. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going with him, seeing him and AJ fighting at Royal Rumble. Wow, that would be a that would be a big time. Um, that would be a big time, and I'd like to see that. All right, let's. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show tonight with the thumbs up, thumbs down segment, which we haven't done in a few weeks because we've gone on so long about other things. So I definitely <laughs> want to get to this tonight, so everybody can hear the latest and greatest predictions from our local expert Stevie Fly. So Stevie, let's start with this: the Royal Rumble. All right, AJ Styles walks out of the Royal Rumble still. WWE champion. Thumbs up or thumbs down? I'm going to go thumbs up. Uh, I think he'll he'll defend it at WrestleMania. Wow, wow, and that would it'll be very interesting to see a TNA guy defending the WWE title at, at his second <laughs> WrestleMania. How ironic would that be? Well, you know, and like we said, I said I said last week, WWE has been pleasantly surprised with with how well he's done and. You know, with merchandise sales, that he he's he's up there in the top five, and I think they've really he's been the exception to the rule right now as far as a TNA guy coming over. Now let me ask you this: Goldberg, Goldberg has won his last match in the WWE. Thumbs up or thumbs down? I say thumbs down. I mean, you know, as as far as Last match against go uh, against Lesnar, maybe, but he, I think he'll have he'll have some matches with, with others beside uh, besides Lesnar between now and then. So I think he'll end up winning a few more matches in, in uh, WWE. All right, now let's talk a little bit about uh, keeping up with the theme. Obviously, a long time from WrestleMania and and Royal Rumble, and and a lot to to see. There's an article, so everyone will know on on Cleveland.com. Not sure how relevant this is, but the article is this. I'll read the title: WWE WrestleMania 33. The Undertaker could face Goldberg or Sting. Now. I just want to start by saying, if either of those happen, don't tell me you did not hear it first on Brawl for All. Okay, just don't don't just be, be don't lie about it. You heard it here first, but because we've definitely been talking about that before articles came out, can we at least agree on that? Yes, definitely. We were talking about that the first show. That's right. So I ask you this: The Undertaker will face either Goldberg or Sting at WrestleMania. Mm. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Well, I would throw if you throw one more in the mix, I would definitely say thumbs up. If you throw a Cena in the mix, I'd say thumbs up because I think that's where it's going to eventually go. But I yeah. could see either one of those three. Uh, I, as far as what I'd hope to see, 
and I've been, you know, I, I hadn't hid my feelings on that. I would love to see Goldberg, I mean not Goldberg, Undertaker and Sting. You know, that would be the match right there for me at, at a, a WrestleMania. So uh, I'm holding out hope for that, but I, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be Undertaker and Cena. Uh, but I will go on record saying Undertaker Sting is the match I want to see. So, Vince, if you're listening, let's do this thing. Well, and how much more time does Vince have? I mean, I, I hate to be a critic of Vince McMahon, but really, how many, how much more time does the man have? I mean, we're talking, you know, Sting. I know Ric Flair was falling off ladders right before he started Social Security, but I don't think everybody can do that. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Flair, I mean, Flair I think Sting. A, yeah. Flair has definitely been an exception to the rule as far as what people can do, and. <laughs> You know, you won't you won't see another another Ric Flair that can go like he did and do what he did at, at the age he was doing. So uh, no, no, because I, I mean Sting I, is I in his late fifties. You know, Sting is in his late fifties. We are running out of time, and I know he's got to get medical clearance to come back. But I mean, how much medical clearance do you need for a man like Goldberg last night doing what he did? I mean, there is a rumor, despite the fact that, and this could be just very much just a rumor. But despite the fact that it was really surprising and the internet is a buzz and the world's freaking out over the fact that Goldberg won a match in less than two minutes last night against probably his biggest opponent he's ever had, you know, other than Hulk Hogan. But you, I mean, you take a look at that and you say to yourself, I mean, maybe he wasn't prepared. I've heard that rumor. It's a possibility. I mean, the man hasn't had a wrestling deal long with WWE. He hadn't wrestled in 12 years against the same guy uh, who, I mean, possibly just wasn't ready. I mean, and, and then, and look what happened. And now, you know, um, the internet's a buzz over the fact that he was so dominant. I mean, but he really might not have been in wrestling shape. I don't know. But the point is, is that I, I don't know that we're going to, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I definitely think you're right about the prediction. We're going to see one of those three minutes likely to be um, Cena my question is, if we actually did see Undertaker and Goldberg, how exciting would that be? I mean, you know, Goldberg, with all due respect, he is a big character in wrestling. And by all means, he is a, a, a dynamic, dominating superstar. But you can't possibly compare the wrestling ability between Goldberg and The Undertaker. As no. He, I mean, just can't. You know, under, just like we said, Flair's exception to the rule. Undertaker has always been the exception to the rule with a big guy, you know, you can, a lot of people don't remember before he was Undertaker, he was in WCW, as you called Mean Mark Callis. And That's right. And see a guy that size, and, you know, the Undertaker, of course, did it. That was one of his signature moves later on in WWE, too, to, to climb up on the top turnbuckle and walk the ropes and do stuff like things that Undertaker did a big man shouldn't be able to do. Um, so he, he was really the exception to the rule as far as a big guy goes. And, and Goldberg is, is kind of like a, a Hulk Hogan of the late, in later years with kick, punch, jackhammer, spear. You know, of course, the spear yep. sets up the jackhammer, but that, that's pretty much the extent of Goldberg there. Yeah, all due respect. I mean, that doesn't mean he's not an awesome, no, I mean, you know, rest, it, it, a wrestling personality. I mean, it's just that you just can't compare. 
And so, and, and, and Sting, you know, you're not going to be able to compare what he can do in three years to what he can do now or what he can do 20 years ago. And I feel like time is running out on The Undertaker and Sting. Thumbs up or thumbs down, if we don't see The Undertaker and Sting at WrestleMania this year, we never will. Uh, I think that's a thumbs up. Uh, I think this is pretty much it. Uh, Sting has made a comment that he's, He's holding out on neck surgery just because he wants that chance. And, you know, you got to wonder how long he's going to hold out on that surgery if he has it, if, if he's even planning on having it now. Uh, but that was one of the reasons why he held out on neck surgery because he knew that would be it, and he he did want another shot. At under, he wanted a shot at the undertaker. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I think this is it. I think you're right, Stevie. Um I think we'll never see it if we don't see it at WrestleMania 33. Yeah, and what a better place and, to do it. And, you know, you're talking about Sting's not getting any younger. Undertaker's not getting any younger either. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it, it, it is what it is. Uh, Undertaker's been in – his health hasn't been the greatest. <clears throat> Evidently, it's, it's a little bit better now if he's making appearances before WrestleMania and actually wrestling some matches. Uh, I know him and Kane went against the Whites last Tuesday night, so maybe maybe things have changed with Undertaker, but we'll we'll see. We will see. We will see, We will certainly see. All right. So um, just a few more things here, and here is just uh, another thumbs up or thumbs down part of our segment. The Headbangers will be inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame. Like I'd like to say, you know, just cause. You know, I'd like to say thumbs up. I'd I, like to I certainly agree with that. You know, and, and you know, you, you listen to the attitude that that Thrasher had. Uh, he he's not he, he's being realistic about coming. If he does come back, every time he talked about coming back, it was to help the younger guys. I mean, mm-hmm. he's you know, but you know, <clears throat> crowd reaction like they got. I don't see how Vince or, or who, Triple H or whoever could ignore that and not say, you know, maybe we should give these guys another shot. Uh, I'd like to say thumbs up for them going to Hall of Fame because they were, they were a big tag, tag team in the Attitude Era. Yeah, they really were. And while they were only, um, <clears throat> while they were only a world tag team champions uh, one time, um, you really have, in so far as the W. Let me rephrase that. So far as the WWF at the time was concerned, you know they. I mean, look at Roddy Piper. You know, never a WWF World Heavyweight Champion, but absolutely a Hall of Famer, no doubt about that. And I, you know, this is the one. In, this is the one sport where I think you look at and you say, you know, championships really don't matter. I mean, it, they really. I mean, so far as in the end, when you look back on your career. Does it really matter how long you held, how 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 many times you held championships? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, if you look at take a look at Shawn Michaels' career and take away every title he ever won, it would have been just as epic. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, well, Piper um, Piper is yeah. Piper had a, a long story career. Before WWF back then, uh, you know, never. You're right. He held the Intercontinental Belt and the the Tag Belts was all he held in in WWE. You know, never never got that World Championship. 
but still, you know, you, there was no way you could keep him out of the Hall of Fame. All right, and Monday Night Raw, by the way, is underway right now. We're going to get right wrap up the show, but I do have two more thumbs up, thumbs down questions, and it could be going on right now. We won't know it, but thumbs up or thumbs down, Goldberg. We'll find out, or we'll unveil tonight, or the story will unveil tonight, who his next opponent is. Do we find out tonight? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Uh, thumbs up. I think I think there's going to be a big thumbs up. Uh, as a matter of fact, he's he's in the ring talking right now, but nothing nothing talking about a, another opponent yet. Yeah, but I, I definitely right. think you'll find out what, what's in store for him tonight. All right, folks, and we're going to let you get to it here. Just saying one more question for you, Stevie. Thumbs up or thumbs down? The Cleveland Browns win a game this year. <laughs> uh, you know what? I was actually scared that, you know, they were going to beat my Steelers yesterday because I was like, you know, the way the Steelers have been playing here lately, you never can tell. And we yeah. still have one more game with them, the New Year's Day, the last game of the year. So, Listening to Dan Patrick today, and and they've actually, you know, Dan Patrick's got a bet with the rest of the guys that work for him that he's saying they will win a game. But you know, I think eventually they will win before the year. They will win one at least. They'll find a way. I just yeah. hope it's not in Pittsburgh. So. <laughs> yeah, I would hope I'm, not. I'm gonna say they'll win a game. Well, that's it, folks. And of course, the big question is, will we win football playoff? Move them down. You never know. Um, Stevie, last word tonight before we close the show. Just, you know, was really impressed with the Royal Rumble. You know, it's, it wasn't like the the last few pay-per-views wasn't so predictable. Um, I, I hope they, they keep that in mind for the next ones, uh, the next few pay-per-views. Everything's unpredictable. So that's just something you like to see. You don't want to watch and say, and as much as we predict the stuff, we don't want to want it to go out and say, "Well, that it went exactly like I thought." You want to see something that you really didn't expect to happen, and, and, and make you want to watch more and more of it, and come back. And that's that's the way I felt after last night. So I'm excited about the way WWE's headed right now, and uh, you know, hopefully tonight it'll really start setting up bigger stories. And we talked about it. It may not be title changes last night, but they will be setting up a lot of stories coming to WrestleMania. I think they have last night. We will find out. We will find out. Stevie, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks again for setting up an excellent interview with Headbanger Thrasher. Thank you for for letting me do this, Lance. It's been it's been great. Absolutely. All right, folks, we're going to take it there. Uh, you can tune in now to Monday Night Raw live on today. Listen to Brawl for All on demand. Check out your podcast app on your iPhone as well as the TuneIn Radio app on Android and iPhone devices. You can listen to us live every Monday night, 7 o'clock p.m. or on demand anytime. Join me and Stevie Fly. We can listen to us 24-7, wherever you're at. If you're in the bathroom or if you're lying in bed and you just want to hear Lance and Stevie's voice, you can always do it if you pick up your phone and get on the TuneIn Radio app or the podcast app. A little scary, but folks... <laughs> Ability to listen to Stevie Fly. <laughs> I'll tell you, that's got to be an honor. Oh, I don't know about that. We may turn away viewers now. 
never know. Folks, Stevie Fly, Lance Jenkins, live every Monday night, 7 o'clock p.m., or on demand on your podcast and radio app. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week as we get ready for another exciting episode of Brawl for All. And remember, real men wear skirts. Happy Thanksgiving. Ladies and gentlemen, 